The Real Estate Sessions podcast is sponsored by AdWorks. AdWorks makes digital advertising for real estate brilliantly simple. Promote your brands, promote your listings, learn more at adworks.com. That's A-D-W-E-R-X.com, adworks.com. Welcome to the Real Estate Sessions and join industry leaders as they share their stories and offer tips and advice to real estate professionals. Now your host, Bill Risser of Chicago Title, Arizona. Welcome to episode 32 of the Real Estate Sessions podcast. I am honored today to have Irene Katsibris clary principal of Cat Clar Development, as our guest, our first developer on the podcast. So it's very exciting for me. Irene's been in the project consulting and development game for over 20 years, and I can't wait to hear her story. Uh, welcome to the podcast, Irene. Thank you very much, Bill. It's, uh, it's a pleasure to be here. I got to start off with, after doing a little bit of research and looking around online about some stuff, I know that you attended the University of Toronto, correct? Correct. Yes, I did. So my, my deduction skills are going to tell me that you are Canadian. I am. I'm 100% Canadian. I was uh, uh, born in Canada, in Toronto, Canada. Uh, my two parents uh, uh, came from uh, Greece back in the late 1950s and immigrated to Toronto. And I was born and raised in Toronto. And I have uh, three siblings, so there's four of them. Yeah, it's, I've, I've had the pleasure of visiting Toronto. It was back in the early 90s, and it was... The trip was really solely to go to the Sky Dome because I was a big baseball fan. And uh, I, I was blown away by the city of Toronto on, uh, as one of the cleanest, nicest, best big cities I've ever been in. I'm sure you've heard that before. You know, I, that's, that's how everybody seems to describe it. it, is, and, it and it's just that. It's, it's, a, it's a beautiful city. It's, it's very cultural. It, it's very diverse. And... Um, it is incredibly clean, and uh, yeah, it, it is it is lovely. And in the summertime, where it tends to get hot, sometimes even more hot than than Arizona, if you could believe, because it's very humid. Right. Um, it is uh, it, it is it is lush with landscaping and 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 trees blooming, and so yes, it's a, it's a wonderful city. I think everyone in their lifetime should visit Toronto. I am a little biased, but I've been to many places, and 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 that is definitely a, a beautiful city. It's really close to like Buffalo. You're just a couple of hours away. It's really deep down south in the in the country, and really close to a whole lot of other things, right? Oh yeah, definitely. In fact, back in the '80s, we used to we used to go to Buffalo, which was only like an hour and a half away to shop because we didn't have, um, you know, the retailers that um, the United States had that we today do have. And we would we would make the drive, um, you know, go shopping, even spend a weekend there, and go to Salvatore's, which was this very um, fun Italian uh, restaurant, and and come back. So yes, it's a very close drive to, to Buffalo. So let's let's go ahead and talk about your time in school. So you're you're at, you're at the University of Toronto, and what was your major? What were you going to school for? You know, I was taking history, economics, and political science, but I had a, a uh, my major was political science and sociology. And did you know while you were in school that you were going to end up being a real estate developer? 
No, no. In fact, once I, um, I, I was done with my undergraduate, I, I backpacked it uh, to Europe, and I did some traveling, um, came back. The intent was to um, study uh, my LSATs, or study for my LSATs, and, and go back to school, and I was going to go into law school. So what happened was I went into a placement agency to get a, you know, a, a summer job uh, while I was studying and, 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 and earning money to go to school because back then, you know, you were, you'd pay, you'd pay through, you know, yourself through, through school. Yep. So um, I walked into a placement agency and this gentleman comes in and he says, you're looking for a job? I said, yeah. He goes, you're hired. I said, doing what? He goes, well, he says, we're a land development company and we need someone to help us administratively. So, you know, if, if you've got the summer available, just, you know, come, come and work with us. And their office was right across the, the way from this placement agency. And I was like, what is land development? What does that entail? What do I have to do for that? And they hired me. Um, uh, funny enough, one of the first things that uh, I did for them is I um, held a, a big fundraising dinner for the Prime Minister of Canada. Wow. Um, and he, you know, it was a very spectacular function. It was done at one of the hotels they had just built, and all the cabinet ministers uh, attended, uh, along with Brian Mulroney and Mila Mulroney, and it was quite a night. We had, you know, food flowing from France, and we had beautiful entertainment and whatnot. So um, that was my first task. But they were developers of land, and typically they would um, they would do more of the um, horizontal development and they were big developers so I worked with them for a couple of years and then I branched off and I went and worked for other various companies um, that you know gave me exposure to industrial uh, residential retirement residences uh, multifamily retail commercial shopping centers and I kind of gained experience as, as I went along and then I decided to form my own consulting business and then I worked for developers as a consultant um, that, that was my business and I would take their projects through the process and I would appear in front of City Council and get them approved and then we you know go to the next step of getting them ready for construction and then marketing them and, and, and selling them so I kind of learned all the various aspects that one would learn you know um, of the process now is this this is all still while you're still in Toronto or that area? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So all all while I was in Toronto. Now, how do how do you get from Toronto to Scottsdale? There's got to be a story there. There's definitely a story. <laughs> I um I met, I met an American, and you know he, he's the man that I married, and he was living in Florida. He's from Indiana, and he um he didn't want to move to Toronto. He thought it was way too cold. He was used to that Florida you know sunshine and weather. And I didn't think Florida was necessarily the best place to raise children. So we talked about coming to Arizona. I would visit Arizona frequently. And um, I'd come out here, you know, and climb Squaw Peak. And I, every time I'd come down, I'd think, well, I wonder, wonder when the next time that I actually get out here will be. And so, um, so we decided to, to move here. And the real estate market was, was, was doing very well at the time. And uh, he, uh, he found, a, he found a, a job doing what he did or does. 
and uh, so yes, we moved here in uh, 2000. Okay, so you're, you you get here, and you obviously have skills and background, and the market in 2000 is an absolute perfect time for somebody that does what you do to you know mm-hmm. start shop here, and you do that. But I, I I have to ask you this: you're you're a woman in a predominantly male field, so mm-hmm. are, were there setbacks or or even advantages along the way that you you could talk about? You know, I, I think that uh, it, it is very predominantly um, male, male-driven, male-dominated. But you know, if you hold your own and you know what you're doing, you know what you're, uh, you know, just designing, building, constructing. Um, I, I think you gain respect from the your male counterparts. Um, sure, it's it's very unusual. They don't know how to take you uh, from time to time, but it, it's it's. It's it's a nice challenge. Let's let's put it that way. I, right. I've enjoyed being in the male industry because it's 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 a, it's a little bit of a challenge, but I love it. Because it's it's not just you know people in the development field, but when you're talking to a construction supervisor or any number of of the trades and all the stuff that's happening in that world, um, they're probably not used to talking to a woman. They're not. They're not. And it's uh, it, I I sometimes have to tread lightly because you know what what a man can say to a site super and what a female comes up and, and says to a site super, you know, sometimes are uh, taken very, in very different ways. But, uh, you know, it, for the most part, I, I will have to tell you, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's not that bad. Um, they just, I like to see the, the surprise look on their faces more so than I feel any bit of uncomfort or, or, or whatever. Right. I, I rather enjoy it. I'm sure that there's been more than a few double takes when you walked up and said, yeah, um, this is my deal. <laughs> so. Oh, yeah. No, I know. It, it's a lot of surprise faces. And, you know, sometimes they assume I'm, you know, there to take notes or, you know, do something. Or at least they did when I was younger. I'd go into a, a room and it would be myself and, and, you know, 12 other gentlemen. And they thought I was there. I was the secretary there to t- take notes. But I was there to, you know, help uh, help my developer, uh, uh, you know, my employer uh, take projects through the process. And I'd take part in these meetings. And uh, it was uh, it was really fun. You know, I've always been intrigued by what you do. And I, it's, to be able to look at a piece of land and and have the vision to create something that others desire. I think that's that's an amazing skill. Where, where does where does that come from? Well, you know, I love to create. I have a creative side. I've I've always had a creative side and I like to to create. So, even when I was working full-time for developers, I would essentially buy a house, move in, completely redo it and you know got it right down to the bare bones and sell it and move on and do the next one because I just love that I love I love putting materials together finishes together even now um, you know in, in designing my townhouses um, you know Bing Hu is my my architect and him and I have traveled to various cities across the country and in Canada getting ideas I just love to um, create projects that aren't necessarily um, ones that have been done down here, and they're just a little different. And you know, I think people like change. People want to see something different, and uh, it, it, it's fun. I, 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 I take take a lot of joy doing it. In fact, I took one of my children down to show them uh, one of my sites uh, a few months ago, and I got a little teary-eyed. I said, you know, Gregory, I said you remember this because. 
you may drive by one day, 50, 50 years down the road, and you can say, hey, my mom built this. Right, so, right. That's great. You, know? uh, you what? What's what's the toughest part of getting a project complete? Is it is it land acquisition? Is it working with a planning department? Is it the construction side? What what's toughest? I would say um, I would say two things. It's hard to find dirt uh, that is priced reasonable in this market. Mm-hmm. And you know, I typically like to buy the land well so that I can create a product that has good finishes. Because I want to pass the savings that I make by buying land well onto the consumer. So um, it would be, you know, uh, like for example in Tempe, um, I built 421 West and uh, I bought the land very, very well. So I was able to give the consumer, you know, hardwood flooring, real hardwood flooring with wide planks. I was able to create, you know, 11-foot ceilings on the main uh, level. Um, I, I do this, this wall system. It's a, um, it's, a, it's a double-sided wall system with cellulose blown in between, and it's a three-hour fire-rated wall system, which is also a green product. Wow. Um, I'm able to do the Trek stacks in, in the patio areas and the deck areas. Trek stacks is a material that withstands the elements down here and is also a green product. I'll do the Lowy Milgard windows, um, another green product. So I try to either uh, achieve Energy Star efficiency, uh, a green building certification, or some equivalency so that I'm also conscious about the environment. So I like to have that ability, or I, and it's a challenge to find land at, at, at good prices in great locations because I like to be in urban areas. I like to be in areas that you can walk to shops, restaurants. I mean, my Tempe project is, you know, steps away from University and Mill, which is which is wonderful. So, um, and if you go down there and you take a look at some of the finishes that I that I do, you'll 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 see the difference. Um, the other challenge I find is construction. Right now, we um, this, this this city faces a labor shortage. I mean, there's not enough laborers. It is a problem. It's a problem because we need more people working on these projects in order to complete them in an efficient manner and you know in a time efficient manner. Right. So those are really the two things. The the the, the part that I have always liked is dealing with the municipalities. I love working with the city of Scottsdale. Um, I've worked with the town of Carefree. Tempe is amazing. Um, you know, the, the, these cities are they're, they're great. If, you, if you're introducing a product to them that makes sense, they'll go out of their way to help you create that product. It, it's fun listening to you talk about 421 West 6. I think that, um, you know, I've, I've seen those, you know, seen the models. I mean, just spectacular. The attention to detail is just crazy good. How hands-on are you in that process? Oh, you know what? I am just, maybe I'm a bit of a control freak, but I like to be hands-on on everything I do. So I just I just got back from Tempe and um, with my own site super because the contractor um, has uh, their site super, but I like to have someone who overlooks everything and comes back to me and says, okay, we need to do this, this, and this. So, you know, I was down there and I walked um, uh, three spec units that I'm doing plus another unit that I'm doing for a buyer because I want to make sure that when the buyer walks through 
um, and, and, and do their initial walkthrough that everything is impeccable. And, you know, I, I take pride in that. I want to make sure that everybody is happy and whatever may not be quite right, it gets, gets fixed to the satisfaction of the buyer. And so I'm there. Um, if the buyers aren't getting the attention they need from the contractor, they'll end up calling me. And, you know, that makes me happy that they do that because I know that they trust me and I know that they know that I will make sure to get things done the way they want to see it. In fact, I was I was in one of the, the, the buyer's units. She's a graduate student. And um, I was I brought this product so I can clean her stovetop because it's a glass stovetop. And, I, I you know, we were trying to figure out what the best way to clean. So I was, out, I was out there today, you know, making sure that her glass stovetop is exactly the way it should be. So yeah, I'm, I'm hands-on to answer your uh, question a very long-winded way. No, that's awesome. I love hearing that, that you're in there actually cleaning in one of the units. That's awesome. You have a couple of other uh, projects in the works as well. Um, we're recording this podcast in February, and just yesterday you had a groundbreaking ceremony for Soho Scottsdale. This this yes. is really really unique. I um I don't know how well we can describe this on the podcast, but we'll give them websites to go to later. But tell me what Soho Scottsdale is going to be like. Well, Soho Scottsdale, you know, we did our groundbreaking yesterday, and I told uh, a group of about seventy five would come out to to uh, to help us um, celebrate. That you know, I've been looking at that piece of dirt since two thousand and three. It's right across the street from my office. It's very centrally located in North Scottsdale. And I've been looking at it, you know, struggling to see in my mind what can go there. And, you know, after about 10 years, I, um, I, I called the owner and I, 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 I tied the parcel up. I went to the city and Randy Grant, who's, you know, the head of planning and zoning at the city of Scottsdale, he is not, I mean, I, I don't see this happening. I said, Randy, I said, just do me a favor. You come out and take a look at this piece of dirt with me, and you, then you make an assessment. And he did. He goes, oh, wow. He goes, I, I never thought it was like this. So it was a, a, a huge collaboration with the city of Scottsdale in coming up with the concept of live, work, play. So, and, you know, Bill, that is the future. That's the wave of the future. I mean, today with with our handheld devices, with our iPads and our laptop computers. I mean, we can be anywhere and working. And a lot of people are working from home. So I thought, what a nifty idea would it be to create townhomes that have your office on the main level with an independent entrance into your living space above and with a rooftop deck that will not only capture the McDowell Mountains, but it will capture Camelback and Pinnacle Peak. Wow. So you have panoramic views of those mountains from your rooftop deck. You can choose to have a spa up there because we've structurally supported those decks to have a spa. And so when you are in your office on the main level, I have plexiglass doors that just open up like a garage door would and it opens up into a courtyard and in that courtyard you're going to have beautiful landscaping, you're going to have Wi-Fi, you're going to have public art because we're working closely with the Cultural Arts Council and the City of Scottsdale. We've hired three artists to do three things. Uh, one artist is going to be doing murals 
on the exterior walls. The other artist is going to be doing man-sized Lego pieces, and the third artist will be doing lithocrete at the entrances of the office spaces. Wow. So, and what I want to really show is the connectivity, and this is where the Lego piece comes in, the connectivity between man, nature, and technology. Because that's a critical connectivity. Those three things, you know, it's just going to be interesting how those three things will evolve, will continue to evolve and where they go. But what we have here, too, is it's one of the first communities that Cox has offered, Gigablast. So we're going to have Gigablast, and then we've pre-wired that you can do anything with your unit. You can have surround sound. You can have cameras. You can be across the world and with your handheld device, your, 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 you know, your phone. You can um, raise the temperature in your unit. You can look through the cameras and make sure it's secure. Um, you could do anything. So it's completely controlled by a handheld device. I can't wait to see that come up. That's going to be great. Yeah, I, I think so too. We have some really fun materials. Bing was very creative in, in some of the materials that he chose um, for the exterior of the units. Um, we're going to have high ceilings here again. And then we're going to have the loft building that will have retail space on the main level where we will also house conference rooms. So if your townhome, your office, is not conducive to having a boardroom meeting or having many people attend, then you can you can uh, call and, and book a, a conference room and be able to um, to have a meeting there. So you, you you will also be able to cater from the restaurant. You'll be able to have other ancillary uses that will will be conducive. And then you 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 have AZ on the rocks next door. You've got the McDowell Mountains. You can hike, bike, um, run. You know it's 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 just so close. And you have all the amenities. You have grocery stores down the street. You have gas stations. You've got the 101 two minutes away. And then you're in the heart of it. Everything that goes on here in the valley. Oh, right. Westworld's right there as well. Walking Westworld. Just... You can walk to Westworld. It's just a very out-of-the-box community. And it's, it's, it's going to be a really fun community. We have a sales center that we set up, Kitty Corner to the site at 9377 East Bell Road in Scottsdale, and it's the McDowell Mountain Medical Center. And on that main level, we have our Soho Sales Center, and we have built out what a, a typical kitchen might look like with materials, uh, what, a, what a washroom would look like, a, like an ensuite bathroom would look like, um, a ventless fireplace. We, we, we show the, the hardwood flooring that we're also doing here. So we pretty much show everything that will be incorporated in those units. It, it seems, you know, the, the buzzword the last, well, five years has been, you know, the, the second space that everybody had. And it seems like you've you found a way to build that all into one place <laughs> where I don't yeah. have to go to a some other place, some some incubator, some, you know, uh, gangplank kind exactly. of a thing. Right. It's it's all part of this complex. That's amazing. I can't. Exactly. It's going to be a lot of fun. Cool. Now you've got another project as well. You're not done. You're busy. Um, mm -hmm. Talk about the Rosedale residences, because now you're uh, you're so you're in Phoenix, Scottsdale, and Tempe. I love the fact that you spread those things around. This is close what? to some amazing shopping and restaurants and nightlife. So talk about it that. Is. Yeah, it's um, a project that we're doing. It's 27 units of uh, townhomes, and the townhomes in Tempe and in for Rosedale are single-family attached product, which is a wonderful thing. They're, they're actual 
classified as single-family attached product. And we are doing um, a different type of architecture there. We've got mansard roofs. We've got windows with mutton bars that are blue exteriorly, and they're divided light uh, mutton bars. So they're blue from the outside and white from the inside. I've even gotten the window manufacturer to agree to make the mutton bars just a little wider, just so that they have a really nice feel from the street. And again, we're doing our hardwood floors, stainless steel appliances, our, our wall system. This project will be Energy Star efficient. And it, the townhomes are just going to surround a pool. So the pool is going to be a big area. There's going to be a heated spa. There's going to be a barbecue area with a ramada. So, you know, I want to get people to come out and meet their neighbors. Similar to Tempe, I instead of having back-to-back -back garages, I built a courtyard in between the townhomes. And that was, again, to get people to come out and interact with, with their neighbors. Um, again, similar with, with Soho, the same, the same kind of thing, the courtyards that, that bring people to, to come out of their homes um, and interact. So um, 27th Street in Campbell, it's, it's uh, Rosedale Residences is on the um, southwest side. And um, the neat part about it is we're naming that district. We are taking um, uh, an area that we are in and we are calling it Rosedale District because, you know, it's kind of in between. It's in between the Biltmore and in between Arcadia. Mm -hmm. I thought, well, why not name it its own district? And we did. We, we, we got approval from the city of Phoenix to call it the Rosedale District. That'll go from 26th Street to 28th Street, east-west, okay. and then from Campbell to Turney, north-south. Oh, yeah. Excellent. Let's talk about the the business side of things a little bit. You you have your own brokerage, Cat Clark Realty, obviously uh, tied in closely, I'm sure, with Cat Clark Development. And you have a designated broker that handles that, right? Correct. My guess is you're much happier on the development side than on the sales side, but you got to be a part of that too, right? Oh, you know what? I love the sales side as well. Oh, good. I love good. interacting with, with, with a buyer. Um, oftentimes, I'm called in, and I will sit down with a buyer, uh, you know, talk to them about the, the, the project, um, find out what they're looking for, um, and, you know, even help them pick finishes out. You know, how, what, what, however that buyer would like me to be involved, I am. Um, sometimes, you know, buyers want to see the developer. They want to they want to be introduced to the person that is building their home, and I, you know that's that's also a very very important part. So, and again, I, you know, my creative side, I'm involved with the marketing, all the marketing materials. Um, uh, you know, the the video you might have seen on. Um, uh, 421 West. One of those videos, I I pretty much directed, and 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 was in, involved. I was actually in in a couple of scenes. I felt like um, Alfred Hitchcock. <laughs> yeah, doing your own appearance, right? Good. <laughs> so um, very much involved. I have a marketing meeting once a week. Uh, Cat Clear Realty right now uh, consists of uh, uh, six women, uh, two per project. We all work together to come up with ideas and uh, implement them. We do a lot of marketing. We we market in Arizona Foothills Magazine, Scottsdale Modern Luxury Magazine. They actually um, hosted the party last night for the uh, groundbreaking ceremonies, and um, we 
we we go into Phoenix Magazine, so Scottsdale Magazine. We're in the newspaper this weekend. Um, full page ad for each project. So we do a lot of marketing. We do a lot of marketing. We want to educate people about our product. Want them to know what's not only um, you know outside the walls but inside the walls as well. And I, I want to compliment you on the online marketing that you've done. The websites are just exquisite. Talk about the importance of matching that online presence to the projects themselves, right? Because so much care goes into building the project, you had to do the same thing with your online presence as well. Yeah, yeah, we uh, we have a, a, a an amazing website designer. He's a he's a great guy, um, Brent Galloway, and we've worked together with him to make sure that our website is equipped with everything a buyer would want to know. So we're very um, mindful of doing virtual tours so that people can actually go through the project. If you go to SohoScottsdale.com, you'll go through the virtual tour. So you'll see the community as we are building it. And it's from the CAD drawings. Someone you know, puts it together. Uh, TJ Gardner put it together from Bar Napkin, and, and he was just incredible to work with. And then we have renderings. We want to make sure that people can see, can visualize what we're building. And we, we also have the videos that will show two sides of Tempe because really Tempe is two sides. It's it's the it's the funky you know university town fun uh, side and then it's also the professionals that work down at Rio Salado. There's a lot of office buildings down there. So we kind of did two videos just to so show the two sides. Aside from that, we put on our floor plans. We tell people how much it costs to buy a unit. We put our features list out there. So you know we. Um, we really, we really emphasize everything we were building on the website. Um, the name Rosedale came from a community in Toronto. I, I thought it was a great name, and it was a beautiful community in Toronto, and that's how I chose that for Rosedale Residences. Soho, Scottsdale. Soho means small office, home office in Chinese. Oh, okay. So awesome. Yeah. That, because it's got the, the, the office live work component, that's why we called it Soho. And then 421 West, we thought that was a fun fun name for uh, for the Tempe project. And those domains for all of them are simply the name of the project.com, correct? We have SohoScottsdale.com, RosedaleResidences.com, and it's is it 421W6thStreet.com? Is that how we'll do that one? 421 West. Oh, you spell out the word West. So people can check those out. I think they're just... They're just so well done. A lot of times I see websites that aren't so well done, so I'm always excited when I see something I like. Thank you. Thank you. And, you know, they're all amalgamated under the Catclear Investments website as well. There you go. I've had you half an hour here, so I'm going to wrap it up with one question I ask every guest. And you're the first guest that's been on the development side, so I'm going to tweak my question just a little bit. And, and it's, it's this. If you could give one piece of advice to a young developer you know, thinking back to when you were just getting started, you know, what's one piece of advice you could give them to help them out? Male or female? <laughs> uh, let's see. Let's go. Let's let's say it doesn't matter. Is that all right? Generic. Okay, yeah. Generic. Right. I would I would say, uh, you know, uh, there's no such thing as a young developer. You need to go out there and start from scratch. Work your way up. You need to learn every aspect and it there's a lot of things to learn in this business you're constantly learning but in order to get out there and really know what you're doing 
you need to spend time learning what you're doing. So don't be afraid to, you know, start from the from the bottom and work your way up. So when you call yourself a developer, it's because you have the experience, the hard knocks, everything that it has, you know, taken you to get there, all the brain damage, all that stuff. Um, I think that's very important because the more you know, the better you will build and the better reputation developers overall will get. Irene, thank you so much for joining us today. If someone wants to reach out to you, get in touch with you, what's the best way? You know, um, any of the websites or um, they can contact me at my office, 480-473-3700 or visit catclare.com. Uh, Thanks again. It really was wonderful to spend this half hour with you. Thank you. Thank you very much, Bill. Thanks for your time. And thank you for listening to the Real Estate Sessions podcast. As always, we appreciate everyone checking us out, finding us every Tuesday. And we really appreciate you telling your friends about us as well. That's how we've continued to grow. So until next Tuesday, when we bring you another episode on the Real Estate Sessions, keep writing your own story. You've been listening to the Real Estate Sessions with Bill Rissa of Chicago Title, Arizona. Please subscribe to our podcast on iTunes and tell your friends about the Real Estate Sessions as new episodes are published weekly.